0: And now enjoy today's podcast
1: uh, could we open up with a word of prayer yeah father we're so grateful to have you as our father we're so grateful to you to be your children we're so grateful to you for the wonderful sacrifice that you've sent down to the earth yes lord you did not forget us you did not leave us behind you said i refuse to spend eternity without you no matter how hard it was no matter how tough it was you came for us and i'm so grateful to you for my salvation Mm -hmm. and father tonight we healed ourselves to your precious holy spirit we thank you That God is in this house because He wants to be in the midst of His children. And so, Father, we thank You that this Word that will come out tonight will be anointed and it will be rich. And I pray that You think through Andrew's mind and speak through his vocal cords. And help us pay attention. Help us listen. So he that has ears to hear, more will be given and i thank you for that lord i thank you that this word will not return void but it will prosper in the thing where to you send it in jesus
2: name amen amen okay so this message is called walking on the first floor now you guys might not understand that yet but i'll explain that later with uh, something the lord actually shared with me in this week which was like pretty cool um there are five parts to this message uh, not five episodes but five parts and um, many of you are familiar with the first three parts of this message, and the last two parts, it's everything's going to uh, make more sense. So the first part is called uh, "God is love and God loves us." So we can go to John three sixteen, and it's always good to like look at these scriptures. You know, the more um, a person sees these scriptures before you, yeah. the more insight God's going to give you into it. You know a person will never ever grow in revelation if they're not keeping their eyes on the written word. The written word is it's vital for our success in any uh, given area, so you guys can just say "Amen" uh, when you're there amen.
0: We're, we're going.
2: <clears throat> John chapter three, verse sixteen Amen Very famous verse oh, the subscription John, chapter three,
0: not first John.
2: Okay. that's actually the next oh, okay. one so this is kind of like If I can say, one of the celebrity of scriptures. Yes. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, once again, uh, we actually mentioned this uh, many times before. uh, When the Bible says, For God so loved the world, he's not talking about planet Earth. He's talking about everyone on planet Earth. Everyone that was, everyone that is, and everyone that's still going to be. So we can jump over to First John chapter three verse sixteen, and I love it from the New Living because it says it's so plain. Uh, Amen. First John. Eh? Uh, First John three sixteen. Yeah, is everyone else there? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It says we know what real love is because Jesus gave up His life for us. So that's how we know what real love is. There are people that struggle with the fact that. God loves them and they are always asking the Lord to show them, show them, show them. But He has already shown us. And He has shown us by sacrificing His Son, Jesus. So we can go to 1 John 4. So, once again, this first part is God is love and God loves us. 1 mm. John 4, verse 8 and 16. Amen. So, just like a quick example. You know, God loves us yeah, because He is love. He doesn't love us based on anything that we do and say. He loves us because He is love. And I like using this example. If, if you buy a kettle, um, a kettle is going to boil water for whosoever. You know, a person can buy a kettle and someone can break into their house and steal that exact kettle, and that kettle will still boil our water for them because that's what a kettle does. A kettle boils water. God is love, and God loves us because He is love. That's yeah. why He loves us. Um, so 1 John chapter 4, verse 8 and 16, it says, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Uh, verse 16, it says, And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. So God was love, God is love, and God will always be love. Uh, love is God's foundation. Everything he says and does comes out of love. Every plan that he has for us is based in love. So this is part two. Uh, God gave us his love. We can jump over to Romans chapter 5, verse 5.
0: What's point two?
2: Um, it is God gave us his love. But I just want to say this. Isn't it awesome that like, we are being loved all the time? Yeah. Like, even when we sin, I'm not condoning sin, but even, you know, when we get into sin and, you know, sin, like, pulls us away from from the Lord, but He is still loving us. Mm -hmm. He's loving us even, like, when we make mistakes, when we mess up, uh, when we uh, rub people the wrong way, God is still loving us. And that's just, like, awesome. You're never going to escape His love. Never. So, is everyone there? Yes. Okay. It says, And hope maketh not ashamed... Because the love of God is shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. So like I said, part two is God gave us his love. And we can jump over to Romans chapter 8, verse 38 and 39. So it's awesome that not only is God love right now, but he has given us his love. We've got that love. You know, we're not still trying to wait for it. Um, there's not certain things we have to do to receive his love. He's just loving us all the time. And he has given us that love, like we saw in Romans five five. Now, Romans 8, verse 38 and 39, it explains where that love is that he has given us. That was sure to brought in our hearts. Uh, the Bible says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor powers nor things present, nor things to come, nor height nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So uh, when God God gave us his love when he sent Jesus to the earth. And um, God was always loving us, and anybody that accepts Jesus as their Lord and Savior receives his love. Mm. Uh, He's loving everyone like right now. You know we can step outside we can go to like busy malls go to the beach in December everyone there everyone that your eyes lay upon God is loving them but not everyone has received Jesus and the people that have not received Jesus they haven't received God's love you know Um, I'm just thinking what's happening right now with Israel and Palestine Um, the Palestinians they they haven't received God's love they are there are a lot that's coming to the Lord but uh, in general. In general, they, they haven't received Jesus. They haven't received the love of God.
1: I like that, Andrew. They, if they have not received Jesus, they have not received
2: God's love. No. That is spot on right there. No one can receive God's love outside of Jesus. Yeah. You know, because it's God's love that pulls a person to the Father. Mm. And Jesus said himself, he said, I'm the way to the Father. You can't you know? say,
1: I know God loves me, God loves me, but you don't have Jesus in your life. Mm. Mm. It's, he is the gift. He is why he came to the earth. Yes, yes. God, um, Jesus did not come to the earth because you were in sin, mm. sickness, disease, and in the curse. Did you know that? You know why Jesus came? Because God sent him. Yeah, that's why.
2: That's that's different, right there. And um, that's why, like the salvation prayer, is so vital. I remember years ago when I was in college, there was this um, Afrikaans school that was in a lot of my classes, and we had this like funny friendship. Mm. Like uh, she didn't understand what I'm saying because she was Afrikaans. I don't understand what she was saying because I'm English. And, but I remember one day she was standing with her, one of her friends, and I said, um, I said, oh, you're a Christian. And she gave me this weird look, and she said, of course, everyone's Christian. And I'm like, no, like, no. You know, you, you have to believe on Jesus in your heart. Yeah. You have to confess him with your mouth. That's how you receive God's love. So now we are sitting with the love of God in us. The minute we're born again, we don't have to wait on it. You know, we don't have to do certain things to receive that love. We sit in with that love. What are we supposed to be doing with that love? We are commanded to love others. You know, we are commanded to take that love that God has given us and lavish everyone else with it. Because according to the Bible, you know, when you, when you love God, you're loving other people. Uh, you know, you're loving your neighbor. And when you love your neighbor, you're loving God. So we're going to go over a couple of scriptures with this. Part three is very, very vital um, because a large percentage of the body of Christ, they think that loving your neighbor, they, they think it's an option. They yeah, think they, that, do. You know, they do. They we, think
1: you don't have to. Yeah.
2: yeah. They think, um, you know, if, if I'm not having a good day, I'm, I'm allowed to do this. I'm allowed to do that. And like I mentioned before, I've gone to YouTube and I save like a lot of uh, ministers' videos, you know. Um, And I actually learned that from Trevor like from when he got born again, he would download teaching upon teaching upon teaching and every hard drive Trevor possessed was full (laughs) and he was always looking for more space and when he gets more space, he fills that up and I got into that habit and I would download like different teachings in different areas because, you know, us as, as ministers, we have to keep growing. And I've come across, you know, you go into YouTube and you type in a certain minister's name. And there's a few videos that pop up by these, like, holier than thou Christians. And they badmouth in these ministers. And they are not walking in love. But yeah. yet they want to point fingers. As, like, like Jesus said, He who is without sin, let him cast the first stone. And what they're saying is, they're flawless. They can cast the first yeah. stone. And it's, it's not the case. You know, we, we are not anyone's judges, God is the judge. And uh, as for us, the only people we should be judging is ourselves, mm. you know, especially in these last days. Jesus can come like any given time. We have to make sure that our hearts are clean because, you know, it's so much work keeping yourself clean. Yeah. We don't have the capacity to try and keep everyone else clean. Um, like years ago, my brother and I, we, we knew this family in Cape Town. They believed that they had a correction ministry. And uh, we always laughed about that because there's no such thing as a correction ministry, you know. But anyway, so let's go to Matthew 22, and we want to read from verse 37 to
1: 40. Well, what's the. I I don't know what your notes look like. (laughs) So I don't know if I should say this, but what is the reason?
2: For walking in love.
1: That is part four. Okay. That is part <laughs> so I'll four.
2: keep quiet. Okay. But uh, you are, when we get there, you are more than welcome to um, add to that. Yeah. All right. As the Spirit leads, more than welcome. So, you know, we are supposed to be following Jesus' example. And um, Jesus, he was like success going somewhere to happen. You know, he never had failure. He never experienced failure. Everything that he did in his earthly ministry, it was what the Father said he must do. And because of that, like people were set free on different levels. Like Mm. uh, demons were cast out. People were called into their their callings. People were fed. Uh, People were were loosed. Uh, People were healed. People were raised from the dead. He came to fulfill the law, and he did. He did that for us. And he had a 100% success rate. And right here in this verse of Scripture, he tells us how we can have a 100% success rate. You know, so it says, Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart Mm -hmm. and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Another translation says, and with all thy strength. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Now, this is verse 40. Very interesting. It says, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. I just want to throw this in. Um, There's people believing for like different things. In their lives. And they're not getting anywhere. And I've heard this lie for many, many years. And it's it's not, it's not a new lie in, in the church. It's a very old lie. You know, people will say it's according to God's timing. You know, and it's not. It's not. If you look through Jesus' earthly ministry, the longest a person had to wait for their miracle was within an hour. You know, but there's people believing for healing or believing for whatever. And it's year after year and nothing's happening. You know, uh, people are seeking direction and nothing's happening. You know, um, people are believing for this and that and nothing's happening. And they fail to look at their own love walk. You know, mm. um, they it comes across like they're perfect. You know, they are flawless. But now they wait on God. And it's not the case. If Jesus, and he did, uh, Jesus said that these are the greatest commandments then guess what? They're the greatest commandments. Uh, something that I heard like years ago, and it really set me free. Um, it really blessed me, should I say, was uh, the fact that the Ten Commandments, God was trying to teach his people how to walk in love. And, you know, back then, you know, you hear this law and that law and that law, and it came across like, geez, suck a lot of stuff. But God was trying to teach them how to walk with him. So we can go to John 13 now.
3: Just about to say, yeah. Three, four minutes ago, when you asked the people that are asking you, yeah, Why should I walk in love? Mm. Because Jesus said so. That's yes. yeah, exactly what you just said there with yes. right? that thing. You love yeah. the Lord with all your heart. Strength. The second one, love your neighbor the greatest. Oh, you now, because said he said something. so. That's why so
2: So, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, so uh, John 13, oh, verse 34 and 35, is everyone there? Uh, th- 34 and 35. And now this, Jesus is basically saying the same thing that he said in Matthew 22. But I, I love this. I love this. He says, A new commandment I give unto you, that he love one another as I have loved you, that he also love one another. Then verse 35, very, very important, he says, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if ye have loved one to another. So um, there's people... That make videos on, on YouTube and social media and all that and they think that by them doing that people are gonna know that they are a disciple of Jesus mm. but that's not the case because there's there's wicked people preaching the gospel there's people preaching the gospel right now like with bad intentions
3: mm.
2: there's there's ministers uh, we not not just in Africa uh, around the world that's preaching the gospel solely for profit yeah you know they're not doing it out of love. And they didn't even pray about the calling. They just said, hey, uh, ministers are making money. I'm going to do this. You know?
3: I think that's where some of the correction stuff comes in. You mm. know, because, you know, Trevor and myself spoke personally about it. You know, there is that fine line. Mm. You know, because mm. there are some of these oaks that need to be, because they are in it for money. And, I mean, yeah. their doctrine stinks. Yeah. You know, and all that. So you've got to...
2: Yeah. So, like Jesus said, by us loving our neighbour, this is the only way that people are going to know that we are a disciple. Lifestyle mm. and action. Mm.
3: You know, you know how many people are meeting my line of work just because of my personality and character and soft-spoken. Mm. And I got, like three days ago. So what church you got? You know, I can see just by your talking.
2: Exactly, yeah. Yes.
3: Because your life is a ministry. You out, so. Yeah,
2: your life is a ministry. I remember uh, years ago, um, I was working at this, this pizza place and it was on the weekend, and um, I could not stand working on a weekend. Mm. And I remember standing by the door like nothing was It was still a Sunday. Standing by the door, and I was bored out of my skull, okay? And this woman came past and her, her little son. And the son pointed to me and said, look, that's a pizza man. I, I was living a lifestyle of someone in that industry. Mm. You know, I wasn't just saying, you know, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. I was actually living that lifestyle. And that's how that child identified me. You know, so, you know, saying a lot of things, it means nothing. Mm. Actions at the end of the day, yeah. you know. Where, what part are we on? Uh, this is part three. Okay. That uh, we are walk commanded, himself. we are <laughs> <laughs> commanded to walk in love. Uh, we can jump to First John chapter 1. This is also a lovely scripture, 1 John chapter 1, Amen. verse 5 and 7. Such a like a passage of scripture. Amen. Okay, anyone chapter else? One. Amen. Uh, yes, um, 1 John 1, verse 5 to 7. Amen. Okay, it says, um, This then is the message that we have heard of him and declare unto you, mm-hmm. that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Uh, remember the Bible says that God is love. The Bible also says that God is light. So those two, it's the same thing. God is love, but he's light. His light is his love. So it says "Yeah, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness or sin, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light or walk in love as he's in the light, uh, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So, once again, we are commanded to walk in love. We are commanded to walk in love. And when we walk in love, this is how we walk with the Father. Very, very important verse of Scripture. Um, Those that say that they know God, but they are in the thick of sin, and they're not doing anything to change their lifestyle. You can just see how far away they are from Him. And, um, you know, everyone knows here, when the rapture happens... Um, a lot of people are going to be left behind. And they're going to say, you know, Lord, Lord, you know, I've done this, I've done that. And Jesus is going to say, I never knew you. I never knew you, you know, because of your lifestyle. So we can go to uh, Romans 8, 14. Romans 8, 14. Amen. It says, for as many as are led by the spirit of love, they are the sons of love. You see what I did there? Yeah, I took out... The word God, and I put the word love in because the Bible says that God is love. Yeah. So I'm going to read that again. For as many as are led by the spirit of love, they are the sons of love. First uh, John 3.16. And uh, I'm going to read the first time I read the scripture a few moments ago. I only read the first off, but now I'm going to be reading the full scripture. Just let me know when you guys are there. So it says, we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. This is the second part that I didn't read earlier. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. And then I'm just going to read 1 John 4, and 16 again. You guys don't have to go there. It says, um, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. Listen to this. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in god and god in him so <clears throat> are we on part four yet <laughs> almost <laughs> it says it's one thing to know that god is love and it's another thing to receive his love um this part is called uh, we are commanded to walk in love and the bible says that faith without works is dead okay um acting out on his love is how we receive his love yeah Uh, We can't just go around saying, you know, God loves us, God loves us, God God loves us. There comes a time where we have to take his love and use it. And when we use it, we are showing the world that we are Jesus's disciple. So this is part four now, uh, reasons to walk in love. So did you want to say something? (laughs) I did. Okay. Okay.
1: So we're living in a fallen world. We're living in a world where, and you know, you've heard uh, my messages before about because of the fall of man, man has drifted further and further and further away from God. till his existence doesn't live in their minds anymore. So, I mean, this is where we are. So why is it so, I should have said it under the anointing. Mm -hmm. I could have, I sensed the anointing was on on me earlier. Mm -hmm. But anyway, why is it so crucial for you to walk in love? Why is it so important? 1 John chapter 4, and I'm just going to read the scripture. You don't have to go there. But verse 12 says, no man has seen God at any time. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwells in us and his love is perfected in us. That is how they're going to see God. When you walking in love, when you are sacrificing yourself for someone else and you're not getting anything in return. Mm. That is walking in love. That is how people will say, "Oh my word, I can see God is in you. When you're doing something when it doesn't matter what you do, when you are living for somebody else, that is walking in love, sacrificing of yourself for somebody else. That is the love of God. That is how they're going to see God in you. Imagine now, if you, you, you're walking by faith, you're walking by faith. Oh, yeah, you're walking by faith. No one's going to see God because God is in faith. God has faith. But He is love. Yes. So you can say you have mm-hmm. faith and you can be the meanest rubbish on planet Earth. No one's going to get saved. No one's going to... you not a testimony. You're not a testimony. You've no use to the kingdom. But if you're walking in love because God is love. See? When you walk in love, when you, when you do this thing, not just just saying it but you actually do it you lay your life down for somebody else that is when they will see God and that is when they will say I want to know the God that you serve because there's some something is different about you exactly this is the only way they're going to see God it's the only way is by you walking in love not by you walking by faith not you making your confessions. Not by you going to church on a Sunday. That means nothing.
2: Or playing gospel music.
1: Yeah, you're playing gospel. It means nothing. But when they see you walking in love. I mean, I, Francois knows. I heard uh, there was a guy that, uh, Christian. He wasn't walking in love means nothing. He quotes scriptures, this book and that book that he read. He actually just made me very angry. That's all he did. No testimony whatsoever. I can't see God in him. I do not see God in him. But it's so, 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 so crucial for you to, when you walk in love, that's the only way they're going to see God. Hmm. It's the only way, like Jesus. What, yeah, what that scripture that you quoted? <coughs> no, no, they they will know that you are my disciples. Yes,
2: like Jesus always manifested the Father. Yeah, because he said himself he could do nothing without God. Yeah, and he manifested God wherever he went, and because of that, like the Bible talks about great multitudes that were following him. Yeah. And we not even used to seeing a multitude, yeah. but the Bible's talking about great multitudes that were following him because they saw God on him. So I just want to share a couple of scriptures with you, um, reasons to walk in love. And uh, firstly, like, like what I mentioned earlier, you know, a lot of people are in different binds. Some people have more issues than others, and they, they're praying and they're praying and they, they're doing all these things, but nothing's happening. But the Bible says faith works by love. That's in Galatians 5, 6. And uh, like we read earlier in John 13, 35, it says that we will be recognized as Jesus' disciples. Um, Then to have oil in our lamps when he returns, you can see this in Matthew chapter 25. Those that refuse to walk in love now, they actually set themselves up for great failure because um, when the rapture of the church happens... And they left behind It's going to be a very bad Bad place for them um, The Bible talks about You know, when we walk in love That we actually know God Imagine that Like to know Him mm. Like to know Him intimately Just like when a person gets married uh, You know your spouse intimately You learn everything about them Well, that's obviously a lifetime thing Yeah, You know, you're growing in the knowledge of them But um, Like when we walk in love, the Bible says that we will know God. We will know him. That's just, that's like, wow. Okay. Um, The Bible also says that we will be called children of God when we walk in love. And this is in Matthew chapter 5 verse 9. It says, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called children of God. You know, people that's not walking in love, they're not going to be spreading peace. They're going to be spreading everything but peace. You know, and if they are not called children of God, guess what? They're going to be called children of the devil. Moving on, the Bible says that we will enter the kingdom of heaven. This is in Matthew 7, verse 21 to 23. The Bible also talks about how we will have fellowship with him. And we read that in First John chapter 1, verse 5 and 7. Uh, the Bible also says that we will see God. And this I'm quoting Matthew 5, verse Eight, It says blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God Now there's obviously more benefits to walking in love But uh, th- that's what i've got uh, for now and obviously each point there's revelation in that You know, we can all hear all those points now and a person can even request a copy of these notes and It's it might not mean much to a person unless the person actually studies out all these different points But uh, I want to share an example that the Lord gave me. And uh, just remember the, the title of this message is Walking on the First Floor. So this is the example of, um, that the Lord gave me concerning walking in love. And it really opened my eyes to like quite a bit. There are two floors. There's a ground floor and the first floor. And I want you guys to try and visualize this. You know, so you can really see what I saw. So there's two floors. There's a ground floor and the first floor. The ground floor represents the natural realm. And the first floor represents the realm of the spirit. God is always walking on the first floor. Always. He'll never walk on the ground floor. You know, he's walking on the first floor. And uh, when we sin or continue to live in sin, we are walking on the ground floor. Far away from him. That's what happens when a person is very fleshy, you know. Um, that, that's what happened in the Garden of Eden. They chose to walk from the realm of the spirit. They chose to walk in the flesh. And when they sinned, that's exactly what happened. They got cut off. Their glory left them. you know. And God, he had to usher them out the garden. And there was no longer that, that closeness between them because they chose to uh, listen to the devil and they chose to sin. And when they sinned, they were separated from God and they died uh, spiritually. When we walk in on the ground floor, we struggle to see Him, we struggle to hear Him, we struggle to fellowship with Him, we struggle to receive from Him. He is always speaking to us, but since we are walking on the ground floor, we don't always hear from Mm. Him. But when we walk in love, we start walking on the first floor with Him, and then our fellowship with Him becomes stronger and stronger. Now, this is what I want you to see. Imagine walking with your Father hand-in-hand. Hand. Um, mm. Say God has blessed you when you're young. God bless you with a loving Father. A Father that's there for you. Like all the time. Um, everything He does, it's for your benefit. The sacrifices that He makes in His life, it's for your benefit. The Father is is very wise. Mm. He knows he knows everything. Like uh, for our Father, uh, many times, uh, over the years, I would go to my Father and say, what must I do in this situation or that situation? And my natural Father would Give me all the information that I need to know because he's very, he's knowledgeable. Now, when we walk in the spirit, we actually walk in side by side with our heavenly father. So we see him, we hear him. We hear him clearly, by the way. We hear Mm. him clearly. We don't struggle to hear him. It's not like, you know, like the first time I used the wisdom of God, this was years ago. I think this was in 2013. First time I sought out uh, the Lord on a, a health issue. It took me 24 days to get that answer. 24 days. Mm. Now, it's not supposed to be 24 days. He's, a fo- he's living in us. Mm. We're supposed to hear him immediately. you know. But obviously, I still had a lot of flesh in my life. you know. So it took me a while to download that information from him. But when we walk with him, we see him, we hear him, we fellowship with him. It's easy to receive from him. It's easy because we are walking side by side with him on the first floor. You know, but when a person gets into sin, then they start taking a step further down, 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 down until they on the ground floor and the devil loves it when a person's walking on the ground floor because they have separated themselves from the Father. They are, if I can say, connected in the natural. Um, the last part is how do we start walking in love? Because I don't know if you guys have noticed. It's not the easiest thing. Can I get an Amen? There you go. Amen. So, I'm going to say something that uh, it might be foreign to you guys, but this is what the Lord showed me, because I've been praying about this message. didn't want to come here and just preach anything. You know, um, I wanted to give something of quality. I wanted to give something that came from the throne room of God. He said, to walk in love, like any other faith project, it all starts with your mouth first. It doesn't start with your actions first. Do you remember... And uh, I just got this now. Do you remember all through the Old Covenant, God kept speaking about the one that was to come. He he spoke about him. He spoke about Jesus. He spoke about Jesus. I personally, I don't know how much prophecies in the Old Old Testament there is about Jesus, but there was a lot. But it started with God speaking. He didn't send Jesus first. He spoke about him, spoke about him uh, to, to different people in different generations. Mm. spoke about him, spoke about him, spoke about him, until that one glorious day when Jesus came to the earth. And the Bible says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So let's go to Romans 4, verse 17. Uh, You're going to see in this verse of Scripture, you're going to actually see the nature of our Heavenly Father. And this is a nature that we need to take on. I just want to throw this in Um, a couple of years ago. This was many years ago. I got into that, but I've read Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, and I love that book. And I saw there in chapter one how um, the father was warning his children about these people that come together and they plan on sinning. You know, they plan on sinning. They actually plan it out. And I thought to myself, uh, you know, in chapter one of Proverbs, it talks about them committing murder, you know, and swallowing people up like a grave. And that was very foreign to me. I'm like, no, man, does this, does this really happen? And years later, I remember um, hearing the story, here in P.E., where there were, I think, four or five guys. They were walking around uh, the city. One of them had a gun. And um, they stopped this one car, they hijacked this car, and they raped a woman, and they shot the guy, they killed the guy. And I got a revelation. You know, these guys, they didn't just happen to be walking around midnight just happened to have a gun on them. Mm. And at the spur of, of, of the moment, they're like, hey, there's a car. Let's try something new. This was something that they were planning. They they actually spent time speaking about it, mm. thinking about it. One of them said, hey, i got a gun. I'm going to take the gun with. They made sure the gun's loaded. They went out there to sin, but it didn't start off with an action first. It started with them speaking about it amongst themselves. You know? So uh, Romans chapter 4 Verse 17, it says, As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. So that's what our Heavenly Father does. He, he does a lot of speaking first before the actions catch up. And the actions don't catch up without the words. Mm. The words have to be there first. And um, I've noticed in my personal life, I can be leaving the Lord for something and I'll speak it a lot and after a while out of that the Lord will give me direction to do something physically but it doesn't start off with direction you know it starts off with words. we can jump over to mark 1123 this is uh, one of Jesus's famous faith teachings and I always say this if a person wants to learn faith like learn it from the Master, As I said, he's got like a 100% success rate. And if he gives us direction, take it and start incorporating that into your life. It says here, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that the things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. We can see that Jesus, he shone some light on speaking things. Um, I know there's there is a group in the body of Christ that don 't believe that your words have power, but this is what Jesus said. he said yeah. uh, he shall have whatsoever he saith." so i 'm rather going to believe what Jesus says. Mm. you know we can then just jump over to proverbs eighteen twenty one so once again, uh, this is how your love walk starts. It starts with you using your mouth if uh, a person is stuck with certain habits or a person is you know stuck with different sins and you want to get out of it it starts with your mouth first the bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof your mouth produces fruit you know some people they they got a whole farm of of wicked fruit they got a whole farm of uh, of death but there's other people that only speak life and that's what they get Mm -hmm. you know so If you want to walk in love, it starts with your mouth. Your actions will eventually catch up. If you want to start walking in love, your mouth plays a vital role. You know, you can't walk in love, but then, you know, you're driving on the road and cursing everyone. It just doesn't work like that. You know, it starts with your mouth. That's how we got saved. We use our mouth. Some examples of things to say, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you can say, Father, I love you with all my heart, with all of my soul, with all of my mind and my strength. And I love my neighbor as I love myself. You can say that you're quick to forgive. You can say you can actually read 1 Corinthians 13 every day and then just put your name in it. You know, for example, you can say, I'm patient. I'm kind. I'm not jealous. I'm not boastful. I'm not proud. I'm not rude. I do not demand my own way. I'm not irritable. I keep no record of being wronged. I don't rejoice in injustice, but I rejoice whenever the truth wins out. I never give up, I never lose faith, I'm always hopeful, and I endure through every circumstance. So, if a person wants to learn to walk in love, starts with your mouth. And actions will eventually catch up. Very good. Uh, would you like to end off in prayer? Okay. Father, we thank you for this time of
1: fellowship. We thank you for your precious Holy Spirit. We thank, thank you, you for Lord. the Word tonight. And I thank you that this word will not return void. Thank you, Father, that this word will grow up on the inside of us. Yes, Lord. And will bear fruit, fruit to glorify you until we walk this out and people will ultimately see God in us. Amen. I thank you for that, Father. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen.
2: And like we always say, faith comes by hearing. So keep on hearing.
0: Hey, everyone. If you enjoyed today's podcast, feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us And sow into God's vision, which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow Into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of Snapscan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.